Praise the Lord. I want to say it's an honor to preach. I want to thank the Lord for my salvation and my calling. Um, before I start to preach, I want to acknowledge that we have many partners who want to be here but couldn't be here. We want to acknowledge Sister Brenda, uh, who's a partner. We want to acknowledge Javier and Vicky, who wanted to be here, um, but they couldn't be here. That GABA family, Marcus and Ada, um, they had some scheduling issues, but they send their love and their partnership. The Santos family, uh, they, what they call themselves, the A-team, Angelica and Antonio, and Amaya, Abelia, and Austin. Um, <laughs> and we were, and, and, and the, the awesome mother and son combo, of Sister Avis and Malik. Uh, Sister Avis is from the sick, and Malik works for the Mets. And somehow he had to work today, even though it was raining. And then we want to remember those who are part of our legacy, who are in the great cloud of witness, and then with their cherry us, right? Like Maureen, Kathy, Cookie, and Zadia, right? We want to know, we want to acknowledge that they were pillars in this work that we're here today. Um, so today, my sermon is called "Stay." Somebody say "Stay." Stay. Somebody say "Stay." Stay. All right. So. I have some hand signs, and we're going to go over it like three times today, and then you're going to remember this sermon for the next 90 days. Because okay? <laughs> I'll be working hard, son. <laughs> Blue Letter Bible keeps us saying, we know this, like, you sure you don't want to donate? <laughs> You've been out here so many times, right? So it's called Stay Encouraged, Stay Equipped, Stay in Vision. So we're going to have some hand signs. You ready? All right, say, stay encouraged. Stay encouraged. Right? And then this means, like, um, we're, like, cheering, and we're also asking God for help. Stay equipped. Do a book. Do a book. Stay equipped. Your learning is new. You're always a learner. Right? Stay in vision. It's the goggles. It's the binoculars. Binoculars. Amen? I'm an Ian now, but I don't speak Spanish, right? Praying in tongues is my first language. Amen? All right, so so what's this? Stay encouraged. Watch this. Watch this. We can go home. Praise the Lord. So I'm sharing this because I want you to stay for the long haul. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm crazy, but I'm not a babalang. I'm a little bit of a babalang, but I'm not that much of a babalang. I know many of you guys 20 years from now, many of you guys are going to live in Florida, Georgia, I'm looking at you, Kenny, right? Um, (laughs) Texas. God may move you on, but I don't care where you go. You will serve the Lord. I'll come beat you up. Amen. You will serve the Lord to your last breath. Come on now, man. You will stay. And you will finish strong. Yes. There was this book. Mildred knows this book. Pete knows this book. They're from the old school. Mildred's been serving the Lord for four square seven years. It was called God's Generals. You remember God's Generals? It was like blue. I think Reardon wrote it. And it talked about powerful, charismatic leaders, like Amy Semple McPherson. Mm. Oh, pioneering female evangelists, known for healing ministries. But unfortunately, the last years were marked by personal scandals and controversies. There was another powerful woman, Catherine Coleman. Ooh, she used to float. I think she had a little, I think she had the sketcher sneakers with the rolling things. She used to float. She's on like wedding dresses. She was the bride of Christ, right? And she was well-known healing evangelist. But towards the end, there was rumors of financial impro- like improper use of money and scandals. There's another guy named William Branham. 
And he was a powerful leader in the Pentecostal movement, known for prophetic ministry. And the last years, he had some off doctrine. Right? He kept on trying to make new things up. He lost sight of his foundation. He lost sight of the chief cornerstone. There was another guy uh, my mom used to watch. Powerful brother. I read his biography. He changed my life. Oral Roberts. Right? Oral Roberts. Powerful. Yeah, O-R-U. And man, powerful, powerful pastor, powerful evangelist, founder of ORU. And I want to let you know, ORU and Liberty College are getting better in sports, right? The Christian colleges are, like, rising it up. But towards the end, he faced a lot of criticism about his fundraising tactics, right? And that he didn't have a sounding board to say, like, you know, I'm going to give you a career advice right now, right? Your boy says two plus two is five. You don't be like Damn, you stupid. This <laughs> dog, it's four. Duh. No, he used to say, that's odd because when I do two plus two, I get four. Can you show me how you get five? He didn't have nobody in his circle to say, you don't have to push this agenda on old people with no money. Can we reach out to Christian businessmen? Can we just pivot? Right? Can we pivot to Christians in the NFL and the Major League Baseball, Christians in real estate? Can we find even backside? Can we find our Joseph of Arimathea? Who came with his prosperity and picked up the body of Jesus? Can we find a secret? He had nobody in his corner, so he kept on asking people with no money for money. Because he had no one in his corner to help him pivot. There was a guy named A.A. A. Allen. He ended his ministry stuck with alcoholism. Wow. See, accepting Jesus is easy. Living for Jesus, eso no so fácil. Did I say that right? Yeah. I want to make sure I didn't curse. Amen? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to say, we, today we're going to talk about stay encouraged, stay equipped, stay in vision. So stay encouraged, right? Stay encouraged means anchoring yourself in Christ and his victory. Maintaining your focus on him. Keep your eyes on Jesus. You know when you're driving, right, and if you have the oil slip, wherever you keep your eyes is where you gravitate towards. So when you're slipping in your, your relationship with God, if you're slipping at work, if you're slipping in your marriage, if you're slipping in your parenting, keep your eyes on Jesus. Come on. So stay encouraged. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Right? Maintain your focus on the Lord. Seek spiritual nourishment. Vitamin E, right? Vitamin encouraged. Create an atmosphere. The atmosphere you create help influence the product you produce. Right? Create the vibe that matches your vision. Right? Create the vibe, music in your house. Imagery in your house. What you watch, right? If you're one of those that have to have the office playing in the background, then just put on worship in the background. Even if you have it on mute, we have to create a, 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 an atmosphere in our life that matches the anointing we crave. Can I hear an amen? amen. You have to learn to stay connected and draw strengths, strength from other believers. Alright, so I have a lot of notes, but I'll just put it on the Facebook. Testimonies, we know we defeat them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, Revelations 12, 11. We know that when you raise your praise, you raise the quality of your life, you raise the quality of your vi vibration, you raise the quality, and that be people begin to see the difference that makes the difference in your life. Learn to be a worshiper. 
So stay encouraged, right? I'm going to just put it, you preach to yourself. Stay encouraged. Make a list when you get in your home. What keeps me encouraged? Maybe you could do a journal, but do it just during the day, not at night. During the day, after prayer. If I was the enemy, how would I knock myself off track? Right? I did that during COVID, and you know what I did? I said, isolation would do it. So I called a pastor friend every week. Anna's my witness. I called a pastor friend every because I knew the enemy was if you didn't get me in any way, it was going to be through isolation. So I called pastor friends. I was preaching at other churches when nobody wanted to go outside. I was going to other churches and preaching. I was inviting pastors over to come in front of my house. I couldn't come to my house because Sister Anna, you know, she stayed careful. But I was like, come to the front of my house. We need a fellowship in the front of my house. Amen? With distance, right? And so I realized that that's how, how could the enemy take you out? And make a plan to counter that plan. Right? So stay encouraged. The second, the second thing is, what's, what's this? Stay equipped. Stay equipped. I like this. Stay equipped. Right? So staying equipped means seeking wisdom for faith. And I'm going to tell you something else. Seeking wisdom to continue to grow your relationships. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? Yes. Equipment is not just for Sundays. Yes. Stay equipped for life. Yes. Come on, Stay equipped. Yes. Right? Because yes. you're going to need your family. That's right. mm-hmm. This is your faith family, but we're not here to replace your blood family. We compliment. We don't replace. So I've been seeing what God's doing in Sister Stacy's life. God's been using Sister Stacy to bring connection and reconciliation. Right? And I'm proud of you, Stacy. And I want everybody to do that here. To work. God has given you a family. Pray for your family. Believe God for your family. I got four members of my family here today. There was a time brothers and sisters. I'm not going to go much deeper because they're here. <laughs> but there was a time that wasn't true. <laughs> I'll say that. Right? And so when I say stay equipped, I see not just how to pray more, how to bring this revelation of God in your life into your family, into your career, into your home. Into your neighborhood. Stay equipped. Into your health. 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. You know, they, there was a lot of effort to build the, the, the temple of visitation. How much more that we're the temple of habitation? Right? So you got to get equipped on how to deal with your health. You got to get equipped on because some of us, we don't want to break down before the breakthrough. Can't you just sense a breakthrough coming in some of our lives? Right? A career breakthrough, a financial breakthrough, a relationship breakthrough. For some of you singles, that boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, they're coming. Are you ready? Are you ready for that extra time? Are you ready for that emotional bandwidth? Right? Are you healed from your trauma? Oh, are you healed from your trauma? Right? Are you do, do you have less bags? Yes. Are you coming with all these bags? Like, okay, let's go to the movies. Hold on, hold on, carry this bag. Hold on, hold this bag. Hold on, take the bag. Take it, take it, take it. Right? Yes. And so we gotta be equipped for the relationships. Some of you you wanna be managers. But can you manage? 
yourself? We have to be equipped to be managers. We have to be equipped for the next level. We have to learn to take a state into a turn a state into a stage. You may have a state of inspiration, but you have a stage of impartation. And so you got to get equipped for that. You got to get equipped for friendships. Some of you, you think Jesus' greatest miracle is if you had 12 friends. <laughs> how do you do that, Lord? How do you do that, Lord? Show me the ways, Lord. Show me the ways. Then you, I think some of you, we have to learn to be anointed for acquaintances. Because some of us, we have too many barriers to be my friend. Like, oh, if you're my friend, you have to like the Jets. If you're my friend, you have to like rainbow cookies. If you're my friend, you got to go to bed at 1030. If you're my friend, you know I like chocolate. You will bring me chocolate on Tuesdays, but not too much because I break out. If you're my friend, and some of us, we have too many barriers, too much, too much steps to be our friend. And we got to learn to be the anointed and the acquaintance. This is one thing for whatever reason God made me good at. Any job I go to, I work at, they go to Sister Allen, they go, is he this crazy all the time? She goes, yes, he is. But the thing is, God's anointed me to realize that there's going to be people in my, my life for a season. Yeah. But God put me in their life for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I take that seriously. So you have to be, we have to be equipped for relationships. The last thing we have to say is vision. Somebody say a vision. And we need to stay in vision. Right? And we have to envision ourselves being strong. We have to envision ourselves aging with grace. We have to envision ourselves living at the stage we want to live in. We have to have a vision. And the thing is that you have to let God give it to you. And you have to be, continue to evolve in that vision. Because you have to inspect your inspirations and audit your ambitions. Inspect your inspiration. And audit your ambition. Because some of your vision is not your vision. It was told to you by somebody. And it doesn't really match the DNA God created you with. And so we have to have a vision. And the vision I'm talking about is more intrinsic. How do you respond? How do you react? How do you live? How do you turn loneliness into solitude? How do you become, how do you learn active listening? How do you become a healing presence? How do you do radical stewardship so you can set yourself up for the next stage of your life? We need a vision. And you need a vision for growth. You need a vision for elevation, for expansion, and to evolve. Because naturally, we constrict, we constrict, we contract, and we become we we are victims of entropy. If you don't have a vision to grow for the rest of your life, if you don't have a vision to read one book of the New Testament every month for the rest of your life, if you don't have a vision to learn to really pray, to take the Lord's prayer and stretch it out for twenty minutes, thirty minutes, forty minutes, one hour, if you don't have a vision to serve, if you don't have a vision to run this race at your pace with God's grace, then what happens is that you're going to have a vision that your body can't do as you grow older. And you got to learn to trade your expectations for appreciation. And you have to learn to have a vision that matches the stage and age and wage that you have in your life. 
Because there's too many Christians that live with dissatisfaction and God has already blessed them because they're focusing more on what they don't have than what God has given them. And if they learn to manage what God has given them, then when you manage, multiplies. Thank you, sister. You know, we have these family members or these neighbors, they get older and there's less grace. Yeah. They get older and they hurt people's feelings. Yeah. They get older and they get grouchy. They get older and, and their worldview shrinks. But what if? What if? What if we have a vision to continue to elevate for the rest of our life? To continue to evolve, expand, express the goodness of God. You know, when my mom first started coming to this church, we had a battle. Remember? Because my mom wanted to stay the soloist. Ah, cookie. for the Lord. And I said, we don't need a soloist. We need a matriarch. And she was like, oh, no, no, I, I want to sing. I said, we don't need no more singing. We don't need no more choir. We got the choir stands up and the church is at the end. You can sing to me. <laughs> we don't need that no more. We need a mama. We need somebody that walks in with discernment. We need someone to grasp by the hand and say, listen, be careful. Listen, you deserve more. And that's what we saw, right? And some of our pioneers with Mo. We saw that Kathy, we saw that Cookie, but my mom, it was a challenge. My mom had a lot of gifts. And I was just like, you better, you better pivot, sister. And man, when she caught it, that's when she started preaching to other churches. That's when other pastors started reaching out to her. That's when when she passed, pastors were sending me screenshots of just your mom praying for me. Pastors of big churches. Because she decided to expand. She decided to evolve. She decided to elevate. And she decided to walk in the newness of God's vision for her life. And this is what we have to do. Can I hear an amen? Amen. All right, we're done. We're done. All right, so, so the first thing is what? Stay? Okay, there we go. There we go. There we go. Stay? Stay? There we go. There we go. We got a 65, but since we have a 504 plan, we can pass. Amen. We pass, we pass. We pass, amen. Kingsborough, Kingsborough, here we come. Amen. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. And I pray that we will stay, Lord. That we will stay connected to the vine. Stay connected to the kingdom. Stay encouraged. Stay equipped, Lord God. And stay in vision. We want to end strong. We want to be the new, the new level of God's generals. The new generation of God's generals. Now, man, I have big ministries, but they end strong. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen and amen.